0: And get something today. How many of y'all are glad this this morning? This is uh, we have one more service in the tent, one more service in the tent. Amen. <laughs> I am excited. I can't wait. I'm telling you, it seems like it almost honestly, it, it doesn't seem like we've been in the tent that long. I, I, at one point, it does. I guess it depends on what kind of service you have. In Amen. But uh, we're going to be there and see God do some incredible things. Uh, if you went in the foyer, if you went in the foyer and you noticed that those bathrooms are out of order, all you got to do is just keep walking down the hallway. The new bathrooms in the back, they're operational. They've got them open and, and they are ready. So if you, you do have to use a restroom, we do have them. Amen? Uh, all you got to do is just keep walking through. If you get a minute, if you get a minute after the services, if you will just uh, uh, peek in there and see what God's doing, it is really exciting to see the blessings of the Lord. Amen? All right, Acts chapter number 2, Acts chapter number 2, we're going to be in verse number 42. Acts 2 in verse 42 to sign, kind of set the stage. Uh, the last few weeks, we've been preaching about the day of Pentecost when Peter uh, preached, uh, saw, saw many people say, they asked the question, what must we do? Say that with me. What, what must we do? Number one question in, probably in the Bible that you need to know Uh, they said, what do we do? What do we do? We've heard the preaching. We've heard the truth. What do we do? And he said, you need to be saved. You need to be baptized. You need to be part of a local church. Amen? Amen. And, And this is what it says. And they that gladly received his word, that's salvation, were baptized. That's baptism. And the Lord added unto them. That's membership. So three important things we've talked about in the last two weeks. Salvation, baptism, and membership. Say that with me. salvation baptism and then membership then what then then what 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 did they do after that after they were saved after they were baptized after they were joined up linked up connected to a a local bible preaching bible teaching assembly what went on from there look in verse number 42 verse 42 are you there it says and they continued steadfastly in the apostles doctrine and fellowship and the Lord added to the church, and the Lord added to the church daily, daily such as should be saved. Or in other words, those who were being saved. I don't know about y'all, but that's the kind of church I want. I don't want it just a Sunday morning church. I don't want just a one day of the week thing. They 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 were operational daily. They were winning people daily. They took church seriously, and they took it home with them. Amen. Daily, the Lord was adding people. Let's, let's, let's talk about that today, okay? Uh, one word kept coming back to my mind and coming back to my mind, and, and I, I couldn't shake it. I wanted to talk about the apostles' doctrine. I want to talk about fellowship and their prayer and, 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 and their generosity and, and their fellowship together as they would gather together. And all these things are good, and, and we'll probably get to talk about them. But today, I want to focus on the very first thing that was listed. And they continued steadfastly in what? The apostles' doctrine. The apostles' doctrine. The word doctrine means teaching. It means teaching, learning, teaching. Uh, Do you realize we live in a day-to-day where that word is almost a dirty word? We're living in a church growth society where, where we want to we we build a church or we want to actually build a crowd. So we'll, we'll water down everything and we won't make anything condemning and we won't make anything convicting. We won't tell the truth about it. We'll just tell people what they want to hear and they think that's a church. That's not a church. That's a nightclub. Listen, we need sound doctrine. Sound doctrine. Let's, let's pray about that today. Will you all pray for me? Amen. Lord, please help us today. Please teach us today. This is so important. This may this may be one of the most critical messages throughout this series. I pray, Lord, that you will please guide and direct everything I say. Don't let me say something I'm not supposed to. Don't let me forget something I am supposed to. Lord, I pray that your perfect will be done. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And amen. You may be seated. I am afraid. I am afraid that in the American church today. There are, there are many people who know just enough of the Bible to be dangerous. I mean, literally, literally. I think they know just enough of the Bible to be dangerous. And you say, how in the world Because you know just enough of the Bible to be dangerous? Let me, let me illustrate. Let me illustrate. This, this man was being questioned about his church and his belief. And they said, sir, what do you believe? He said, well, I believe the same as the church. And they said, okay, what does the church believe? He said, well, the same as me. Seeing that he was getting nowhere, Whitfield said this, what is it that you both believe? He said, well, I, be- I guess we believe the same thing. Now, there are people today that's just like that. They say, well, I believe what the church does. Well, what does the church? Well, I, 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 you know, I don't know. Here's, here's, a, here's a perfect illustration. There was a pastor. There was a pastor being interviewed interviewed for a pastoral position the committee was asking him questions and and this is what now remember i'm saying they know just enough of the bible to be dangerous okay watch this they asked him sir what is what is your favorite uh part of the bible he said the new testament so they asked him what book in the new testament he said the book of parables uh you'll get that in a minute amen then they asked him to relate one of the parables to the committee and he started him hauling around a little bit. And he said, uh, uh, okay, okay. He said, once upon a time. Now, you know, if they start out with that, it's a dead giveaway. Amen. He said, once upon a time, a man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among thieves. And the thorns grew up and choked the man. And he went on and met the queen of Sheba. And she gave that man, sir, a thousand talents of silver and a hundred changes of raiment. And he got in his chariot and drove furiously. And he was driving along under a big tree. His hair got caught in a limb and left him hanging there. And he Now, he, now y'all with me? He's telling the parable. And he hung there many days and many nights. The ravens brought him food to eat and water to drink. And one night while he was hanging there asleep, his wife Delilah came along and cut off his hair. He fell on stony ground, and it began to rain, and it rained 40 days and 40 nights. He hid himself in a cave. Later, he went on and met a man who said, Come in and take supper with me. But he said, I can't come in, for I have married a wife. And the man went out into the highways and the hedges and compelled them to come in. Uh, He then came to Jerusalem and saw Queen Jezebel sitting high and lifted up in a window of the wall and when she saw him she laughed so he said throw her down out of there and they threw her down and he said throw her down again and they threw her down 70 times 7 (laughs) and the fragments which they picked up filled 12 baskets full (laughs) now whose wife will she be in the day of judgment now here's there's a different reaction between all three services now here's here's what's here's the deal watch this do you know what you laughed at? The part you recognize. You said that's silly, forty days and forty nights. That's talking about the flood. Oh, that man getting hung, getting hung in a tree by his hair. That, that, we know that wasn't. That's right. absolutely. Delilah cut Samson's hair. Now, see, you 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 caught bits and pieces of that, and when you recognize how foolish that was, you laugh. But guess what? Do you know that every single thing I just read is in the Bible? every part of that story everything i read is in the bible but what did he not what did he know nothing what did he know preacher a little bit but he really knew nothing he knew just enough of the bible to be dangerous every single thing i read is in the bible but he took bits and pieces and threw it all together and he made him a parable you say oh that's just a humorous story well not necessarily I've told you that, I've told you about the, the ladies that were arguing in the church I used to pastor in South Carolina. And 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 I, they called me over and said, said, Pastor, Pastor, come here. And I said, what what do you need? And you remember, you remember I've told this story several times. She said, tell this woman that that, that, that there's going to be more people go to heaven than go to hell if if God has to turn the rocks and the trees into children. And y'all know my poker, my poker face don't work too good. I said, do what? I said, ma'am, the Bible says straight is the gate and narrow is the way that leadeth unto life and few there be that find it. Wide is the way and broad. Listen, the way that leadeth to destruction and many. Y'all with me? You say, where does she get that? Well, the Bible does say that when Jesus was coming in Jerusalem, he was riding a, a colt into Jerusalem, and the people were crying, Hosanna to the king, Hosanna, Hosanna. They were praising him, and they were worshiping him. And when they came through, uh, they came by the temple, and the Pharisees and the high priests come out and said, make them stop praising, make them stop worshiping. And this is what Jesus said. He said, if I command them to stop, the rocks and the trees will cry out and worship to me. So, what happened? Granny had mixed the stories up. Now, think about this. This is so important. She had taken a little bit of this and a little bit of that, and it was hey, hey, it makes me feel better if there's more people go to heaven than go to hell, so I'll make a story that says that. Let me tell you what her problem was. She didn't know sound doctrine. Does this make sense? You see, there's people in this tent right now. There's people in this tent right now. You believe something about eternity. You believe something about the Bible that's not true. And if somebody confronts you with it, you get upset or you get angry. And the reason is because you trust the one who told you. When I I told that woman that verse, I didn't give her my opinion. I didn't give her what I thought. I gave her what the Bible says. I quoted the Scripture and she was upset. The reason she was upset, this is what I, I, I did. I didn't say this. God knows I knew better than that. But uh, what I said is, your granny's a nut. <laughs> now, now that's not what I said, but that's what she interpreted. Your granny's a liar. Y'all with me? So, so, so there, was, there was upset feelings because what she had been told her whole life She's just found out it's not true. Now here is, here, is a, here is a crossroads in many people's lives. When you are confronted with truth, what are you going to do? When you are confronted with truth, what are you going to do? Are you going to do are you going to do like those that Paul preached to and search the scriptures to see if these things be so? Or are you going to get mad at the one who delivered the truth? Sound doctrine. Sound doctrine. Let me give you three things real quick. Three things. Write these things down. I'll be as quick as I can. All right, where do we get our sound doctrine? Where do we get this? Do we get it from a teacher? Do we get it from a preacher? Do we get it from a religion? Do we get it from a denomination? Do we get it from a certain church? Where do we get sound doctrine from? Sound means healthy, by the way. It means healthy. It means true. Where do we get teaching from? Sound doctrine. Look what the Bible says. Well, look what about, well, before I do that, let me, let me share with you some, some, some doctrines that we're talking about. Teachings. Let's say, for instance, uh, 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 the doctrine of one true God. How many of y'all know we have one God? There's not many gods. We're, we're, not, we're not Hindus. We're not, we, don't, we don't serve uh, tons and hundreds and thousands of gods. Well, there, there is one true God. The doctrine of the deity of Christ, the virgin birth of Christ, the substitutionary death of Christ. The physical resurrection, the second coming of Christ, uh, the doctrine of heaven, the doctrine of hell. Do you know there's people that don't believe there's a real hell? Even though it was spoken of more in the scriptures than heaven was? Are you all with me? We're getting awful quiet. We need to know this. We need to know this to refute the deception of this world. Listen, the doctrine of the Trinity, the doctrine of the Father, the doctrine of the Son, the doctrine of the Holy Spirit. Hey, the doctrine of salvation. You say, I'm saved, but do you know how you got that way? Did you know what it took to get that, to make that happen? Do you know the details about that? What about justification, the doctrine of justification? What about the doctrine of sanctification? You say, oh, that's the same. No, it's not. No, it's not. Uh, Listen, sanctification is the process of cleaning you up. God may have found you in the gutter, but he won't leave you that way. He may have found you undone without God or his son, but he won't leave you that way. I'm thankful we got a God who will take us and clean us up. Amen. You need to know these simple Bible doctrines. You need to know what you believe. You never again need to say, I feel like, or I think so, or I've been told so. You don't ever need to respond to anybody that way. You never need to say, because the preacher said. You never need to say, because I heard it at church. You need to be able to say, I believe such and such. Because the Bible says in this book, in this chapter, in this verse, God said, bam, say amen. Because my opinion matters not. I have no authority. Listen, your theories matter not. It doesn't matter what the denomination says because there's tons of them. Listen, tons of them, and the majority of them's wrong. They can't all be right. Somebody's right and somebody's wrong. I do believe that there's saved people in other places, but I believe there's people that believe wrong things. There can't be all kinds. Are y'all with me? You need to know why you're here. Why are you in this Baptist church? Is it because we got a cool choir? I think we do. I think we got the best one around. Is it because we got a good children's program? Is it because we're fixing to go in a new building? Is it what 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 why? It shouldn't be none of those reasons. It should be because we are teaching and preaching and believing sound biblical doctrine, saying what the Bible says. I need a witness. Listen, it's important. It's important. No, 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 no. Number one, number one, number one, number one. Let me give you three quick things. Three quick things. Number one, I want you to see the source of our doctrine. This is so important. That's why it's number one. The source of our doctrine. Paul is speaking to Timothy. How many of y'all know that that Paul was kind of tight with the Lord? If there is anybody that gets to go to heaven before he goes to heaven uh, and dies and then gets to come back, uh, uh, you're pretty tight with the Lord, amen? And, and this is what Paul is saying. He's about to die. He is, he is uh, uh, he's about to be executed. He's about to go into the glory. Well, he has been training a man. He's been mentoring a man by the name of Timothy. And how many of y'all know when you're about to die, all you talk about is what's important? I've never been with anybody, and I've been with a ton of people on their deathbed, and I've never been with anybody on their deathbed to talk about trivial things. They only talk about what's important. And this is what Paul tells Timothy. He says, Timothy, look in, in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16. Look what it says. It says, all what? All, say it with me, all, all Scripture is given by inspiration of God, and it is profitable for what's that word? Doctrine. doctrine, doctrine. All Scripture is profitable for doctrine. We'll come to that stuff. Titus, verse chapter one, verse nine. This is another one of his disciples, if you will. Uh, this is another one of his trainees. Uh, 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 Titus, he says, hold fast the faithful what word. word. Hold fast the faithful word. I want you to teach it. I want you to preach it. I want you to live it. I want you to believe it. I want you to give it out. It says the faithful word that he may be able by sound doctrine to exhort and convince the gainsayers. Watch what he says in 2 Timothy 4. I charge thee before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge the quick and the dead, that's the saved and the lost, at his appearing in his kingdom. Preach the word. Say it with me. Preach the word. Preach the word. Be instant in season. Out of season, reprove, rebuke, exhort, with all long suffering and doctrine. Should you say, preacher, where do we get our doctrine? Straight from the book, not from listen, not from somebody's opinion, not some denominational theology. We take what we believe straight from the Scriptures. Not somebody's opinion. Not somebody's vision. Not, not something somebody's seen one day in the night. I, I, that, that kind of stuff scares me. Now, I'm not saying somebody can't have a vision, all that kind of stuff, but any times it doesn't back up with the Bible, that makes me nervous. And if it's already in the Bible, why well, do you need a vision? Hello? What do you believe? What's in the book? What do you believe about salvation? What's in the book? What do you believe about heaven? What's in the book? What do you believe about hell? What's in the book? How do you get to heaven? What's the Bible say? You see, because there was something that has made a difference in my life. It was the book that got my granddaddy saved. It was the book that got my daddy saved. You see, he was a wicked man, an evil man, a mean man, a bad man. But one day, he came headlong into the book. And the Bible changed his life. God's Word came in and transformed his life. And I'm telling you, he's a new creature today because of that book. We don't need to change the book. We don't need to fix the book. The book's not wrong. The book's not broken. Listen, I have the opinion, if it's not broke, don't mess with it. You you, you see what's happening today? Let me tell you what's happening. People today are trying to change this book to fit Their lifestyle. What we need to do is change our lifestyle to fit this book. You're too narrow minded. I'm about that narrow minded right there. Y'all with me? We believe the book, we live the book, we practice the book. What does the Bible say? Well, you're a preacher. You just, and I'm telling you, we're in a day right now. We'd do anything to fill up pews. We'll do anything to fill up a building. We'll do anything. We don't want to be controversial. We don't want to be convicting. Well, listen, if you're going to do that, won't you just build a nightclub and put some people in it? But if you're going to call it a church, you need to preach the book. Preach the word, Timothy. Preach the word. Preach the word. Listen. Thank God for the Bible. There's power in the Bible. I like stories, and I like illustrations, and I like all of these things. But there's something about being able to quote God's holy word that just puts something in what you're doing. There's nothing like God. I am not, what did Paul say? I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God unto salvation. Are you all with me? Say amen. So listen, don't ever again, don't ever again say, because my preacher says so. Don't ever say that again. Matter of fact, matter of fact, I probably done made some of you mad already, so let's just let's finish it out, all right? <laughs> I don't want you taking my word for it. I don't want you taking my, well, we're supposed to be able to trust you. That's true, and you can. But, but I, I, don't want, I don't want you to take my word for it. I want you to bring your Bible and see if I'm telling the truth. And, and if I say something you don't like, don't get mad. Don't get mad. So I'm going to show that preacher, I'm going to get my Bible, and I'm going to show him, please do. Please do. And I'm not, I, I know that might sound arrogant, but I'm not trying to be arrogant. That's what I want. That's what you need to do. Because I'm not the only, I may not be the only preacher you sit under. God may move you somewhere else or God may move me somewhere else. God forbid I want to be right here, right here is where I want to be. But what if he does and you just, you just got in the habit just to believe in whatever the man up here is saying and you move to some place and he's, he's teaching heresy and he's teaching something that's not in the Bible. What if you got in the habit of checking? Hey, It's biblical. It's biblical. Let me read a verse. Let me read a verse. Look, 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 Watch watch this. How many of y'all believe Paul could be trusted? How many many of y'all believe if if Paul preached it, you should be able to trust him? Watch what what they did. Watch what they did in Acts chapter number 17. It says, These were more noble than those in Thessalonica in that they received the word with all readiness of mind and searched the scriptures daily whether those things were so. Paul comes teaching and preaching, well, let's see about this. You're right. Wouldn't that be great? There, there, you know what? There's, there's a lot of pastors that's so insecure, they don't want that. I do. You keep me on my toes. Well, preacher, what if somebody confronts you with Scripture? If I'm wrong, I'll change. I've done that before. I've seen that. Somebody said, Preacher, you know, this is what we... But this is what the Bible says. Woo, you're right. Wouldn't that be awesome? If you spent the rest of your life not, not trusting what somebody else says, but you back it up with the book. Y'all with me? So, so, where do we get our doctrine from, church? Where do we get it? The Bible, the Scripture, the book, whatever, you, whatever word you want to use. Preach. The word, number two, number two, quickly, quickly, quickly. What happens? What happens when 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 the Bible is being preached? What happens when doctrine is being taught? There's three basically three things that take place. Here in this verse, here in this verse, we've got I want you to see this. In 2 Timothy four, he said, Preach the word. Preach the word. Now let me let me say this be instant in season and out of season. When I was growing up, I heard this, and I, I, I kind of took this, that this is what this meant, that, that you need to be ready anytime time to preach. In other words, at the drop of a hat, if somebody just calls on you, you'll be able to, if, if you're a preacher, I mean, it, they use this word my, primarily for preachers, but, but that means every time you go to church, anywhere you go to church, you're supposed to have an outline in your Bible. That's what, that's what you know, we kind of took that as. So if we go to a a, a a camp meeting or a, a preacher's fellowship or something, and and, and the pastor comes and says, "Hey, I need you to bring a word," I got a Bible, I got an outline, I'm ready. That means I was instant. That's not what that means. You can apply that and you can use that, but that's not what that means. If you will study it out, this is what it means. There is a season for preaching, and there's a season when it's not seasonable. What does that mean? There are times. When I am preaching or any other preacher, if you're a pastor, you'll know I'm telling the truth right here when the preaching's easy, when the preaching is electrified, when the atmosphere is exciting, when the people are with you and they're amening and it's good and it's fun and it's easy to preach, everything you say will go will just roll off your tongue and everything's wonderful and everybody wants what you got to say. That's in the season. Then there's an out of season, that out of season. Is when you preach what they need to hear, but they don't want to hear There's gonna be times you're gonna have to preach the truth and they're not gonna like it There's gonna be times when you got to tell the truth and they're not gonna receive it There's gonna be times when you will tell them what the Bible says and they'll blow up like a poison puppy You know what God told the prophet don't be afraid of their faces now, I didn't get that till I started preaching. After I started preaching, I got it. Now, are y'all with me? You say, but that's for preachers. No, 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 no. There's going to be days when you're at work, and you're going to give truth, and they're not going to like it. There's going to be days you're at the school, or you're at the market, or you're, you're discussing theology, or you're discussing the Bible, you're discussing church, or you're discussing God, and they're going to say some crazy off-the-wall uh, off remark, and you say, well, that's not true, because the Bible says, and, and they're not going to like it. But God says right here, you've got a responsibility to be instant, whether they like it or not. Now, I don't know if y'all, y'all kind of got onto my personality or not, but I love everybody. And I want everybody to love me. That's just not going to happen. I wish I could come in here and make everybody happy every time. I wish I could come in here and just say and preach stuff that everybody leaves here and just says, Woo, we just love that little preacher. We just love that little But there's some that's going to say, That preacher, I, I get that. But guess what? Whether that's going to happen or not, I still got to tell you the truth. I, I have a responsibility I'm going to stand accountable for the truth I give you and if I back up from telling the truth because I think you don't like it then I need to quit and start digging ditches not there's anything wrong with digging ditches I'd love to be on a backhoe and dig one, say amen but if you ever stop preaching the truth because they're not going to hear it you're not a preacher period are y'all with me say amen watch instant in season out of season. three things that take place i'll do this quick first the, the word reprove he said be instant in season out of season reprove say that word with me reprove that word if you look up the definition of that word it means this it means to refute error do you realize that 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 when the bible is being taught you are refuting error Because there are people that have heard stuff growing up, heard stuff from different people that didn't know the truth, and they believe a certain way. Well, you've got to teach sound doctrine to refute error. Now, what does that mean? In simple terms, it means that when you reprove, doctrine will tell you what's not right. Say that with me. What's not right. That's what it means. All right, the second word, rebuke. That word is the definition. It gives the definition straightening up. Straightening up. Now, how many of y'all have ever heard that growing up? You better. What does it mean? It means how to make it right. Reproof is, is refuting error. It's saying this is not right. Rebuke is straightening up. It means... This is how you make it right. Preaching is not preaching just telling you what's wrong. Preaching is preaching when it tells you how to make it right. Y'all with me? Now that's the application part a lot of people don't like. People like hearing teachers just giving you information, but they don't want they don't want you to get in their face and say, What are you going to do about it? That's preaching. Then it uses the word exhort. So there's reproof. There's reproof. That is What's not right? There is rebuke. That's straightening up. That is, this is how to make it right. And then there is exhort. The word exhort means training or education. This is how to keep it right. How to keep it right. Why do we need to know sound doctrine? To know what's not right. Why do we need to know sound doctrine? To know how to make it right. Why do we need to know sound doctrine? To know how to stay right. I don't know about y'all, but I want to be right with God when he comes. I want to be right with God when I lay my head down in my pillow. I want to be right with God when something happens, a tragedy in my home or my family. I need to be right with God so I can go before the throne boldly and ask God for the needs that I have and be able to pray. Man, I need to be right with God. How do we do that? Knowing sound doctrine. Doctrine will tell you how to live. Doctrine will tell you how to die. Doctrine will teach every man in here how to treat your spouse. Hey, listen, doctrine will teach every young lady in here how to treat her husband. Doctrine will treat and teach you how to behave in the way that brings the most glory to God and the most blessing to your life. Sound doctrine. This is not boring stuff. This is great. And this is so needed today. Churches all over America are starving to death. And they may be a mile wide, but they're about a quarter inch deep. And wondering why the devil is beating them to death all week long. They don't have sound doctrine. The workings of sound doctrine. Lastly, we're, we're going to pray. This is it. What was number one? The, everybody say it. Come on, you're getting quiet. The, the source of sound doctrine. Where do we get it? The Bible, Scriptures. Number 2 the workings of doctrine what does doctrine do it reproves it rebukes it exhorts all right then number 3 the need the necessity why is it so important the importance of sound doctrine the bible says this 2 Timothy chapter 4 preach the word be instant in season out of season reprove rebuke exhort with all long suffering in doctrine why For the time will come, the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. But after their own lust, they shall heap upon themselves teachers having itching ears. And they shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned unto fables. He says in 2 Timothy 3, But evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. Preacher, why do we need sound doctrine? Because we're living in a day where people don't want to hear truth. They want to hear what they want to hear. And they're piling up around teachers who will tell them what they want to hear. Why do you use the term itching ears? They shall heap upon themselves teachers having itching ears. How many of y'all have ever had a puppy? You had a, Raise your hand if you had a puppy. Puppy. That's what's wrong with some of y'all. You need a puppy. Amen. How many of y'all, how many of y'all have ever... How I many you have seen a Puppy. Okay, how many of you, that puppy you got, you scratch that, you scratch it, that puppy. You scratch him on the back or the belly. The belly's the spot right there, amen. He'll roll over, and, and, and you go to scratching that, and what, what, what will he do? Oh, yeah, right there, that, oh, scratch right there. Oh, yeah. What's he telling you? That's exactly what I want. And what do we do? We'll go to places with them itching ears and scratch. Just tell me what I want to hear. Don't tell me about my sin. Don't tell me about, listen, my adultery. Don't tell me about my fornication. Don't tell me about shacking up. Don't tell me about, listen, my grudges that I have. Don't tell me about my unforgiveness. Don't tell me about my wickedness or my behavior or my anger or anything of that nature. Just tell me I'm going to have my best life now. Just tell me to think positive. Just tell me everything's going to be all right. Just tell me God loves me. And you know what? They're filling stadiums with that kind of garbage. Stadiums. Now, I don't mind. We need to tell them God loves them. We need to talk about grace, but we need to talk about repentance too. And we need to talk about sin, too. We need to talk about sanctification, too. We need to talk about old-fashioned, sin-killing, devil-chasing, Bible-thumping, sanctification, and holiness this morning. (laughs) Preach it all, not some of it. Not a little bit of it, but preach it all. Precept upon precept, line upon line. Let's start from the beginning and go to the end. Let's not leave anything out. The Bible needs to be taught. Say man, Listen, why? Because there's people out there waiting to deceive you. The Bible says, look what it says. Look what it says in Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 14. That we henceforth be no more children. In other words, we need to grow up. We need to grow up, tossed to and fro, carried about. Watch this. Carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men. Their cunning craftiness, whereby they lie in wait to deceive. What does that mean? There's going to be teaching out there where people, when when it says lying in wait to deceive, that means it's premeditated. In other words, they're deceiving you on purpose. How many of y'all, how many of y'all have ever watched the National Geographic and, and them lions going after them poor zebras? Raise your hand. You, you know what I'm talking about? That lion's sitting there. He's crouching in that grass. I mean, he's sitting, and, he's stu- and every muscle, every muscle in him, it's just, it's just pulsating And here that poor dumb zebra is. He's just standing out there, just chewing everything, just happy to be there. It's it's just so wonderful. It's a great day in the neighborhood. And a lion is fixing to rip his throat out. And he's just proud to be here. Then all of a sudden, it's too late. So what does that got to do with me? You're going to leave this room. And there's so many Christians that are not going to take the effort to learn their Bible and come and let us teach, like on Wednesday night Bible study, for instance. And take every advantage to learn and to grow. And you're going to be out there, and there's going to be people lying in wait. There's going to be people waiting to deceive. And they're going to know just enough of the Bible to make you think they know what they're talking about. And then they're going to slide a lie. Do you realize realize that almost... Almost, without a doubt, almost every one of the people that are caught up in cults were, came from a church. They came from a church. And see, they didn't get grounded, they didn't learn sound doctrine, so that when somebody out there sounded, said something that sounded pretty good, boom, they got them. Hook, line, and sinker. How many times do you heard people say, well, I used to go to church. Now, what that means, you sat in there one time, and then you left, And you didn't didn't get grounded. You didn't learn what you need to learn. Preacher, what's the point? Here's the point. Come with your notepad and your pen next time. Don't come to get a spiritual fix. Don't come to experience some religious entertainment. Don't come because you've had a hard week and you need to feel better. Come with the expectation of learning sound doctrine. How many of y'all know sometimes when kids go to school and their parents are paying for it, it's not that big a deal? But you let them have to pay for it. That changes everything. Bless God, I better study, amen? That's why I, I, I want you to do that. I want you to come in here and say, I'm coming to learn. I'm coming to grow. I'm coming for God to change me. And all God's people said, real quickly review, number one, we're num- we see the, everybody say it, we see the source of our doctrine. Number two, we see the, the workings of our doctrine. Number three, we see the, the importance of our doctrine. Hey, guys, you keep coming and I'm going to keep teaching. Verse by verse, line by line, let's grow together. And all God's people say it. Amen. Father, I pray in Jesus' name, Lord, that you'll help us to be committed Help us, Lord, to sell out to you. Help us, Lord, to to open our mind, open our Bible, and receive your word in truth as it is the word of God. God, I pray that your perfect will be done today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Let's stand to our feet. Here's what I want you to do. Everybody stand. If you're here to be baptized, if you're here to be baptized, if you'll be dismissed right now, go ahead and be dismissed if you're here to be baptized. And if your are family members or friends that are going coming to watch the baptism, if you'll be dismissed, go with them all the way down to the rock, and they'll help you out down there. They'll tell you what you need to do. So all those that are being baptized, all the friends and family, of those that are being baptized, you be dismissed right now. Go on down to the rock. And if you're here today, you're here today, and you need to be saved, come on. We'll help you. We'll take a Bible. We've got men for men, ladies for ladies. Be glad to take a Bible and show you how to be saved. If you're coming to join up, come on. If God's speaking to you about that, this is the time. This is a place. You come on, find your place, and we will help you with that. Maybe you just need to pray. Maybe you need some encouragement. We will do that. Maybe you need to pray privately, just you and God. Well, we, listen, we, we, we reserve this spot over here, this side to my left. If you need to just talk to God alone, you come. As we sing, as we sing, this is the invitation. I must tell. Sing it with us, church. Sing it with us. I must tell Jesus, him. All of my trials, yes, amen. Help him, Lord. I cannot bear these burdens alone. alone. My distress, He He kindly will help me. Yes, Amen. Has he ever loved Sing it, church. Sing it.